We're holding by Daflam al We finished off yesterday with three different examples of bread which maybe are exempt from challah. So now we're up to Amalei Abayi, the first line in Lam al Aleph, yeah? Yeah. So Amalei Abayi, the Rav Yosef. Abayi said to Rav Yosef, Hai Kuba Da'ara. Now let's not forget the Kuba Da'ara we discussed yesterday. Kuba Da'ara was a type of dough that wasn't really made into a dough. You poured flour and water into the bottom of a dugout area inside of an oven, and you just let it kind of bake there. So yes, the Gemara, What bracha do you make on this kuba da'ara? So Amalei, he responded, Rav Yusuf responded to Abayi, who, who, who said that this is considered to be bread? It's really just some kind of mess made out of mazonos. It's just like a big lump of dough. And therefore, you make a mazonos on it. So Marzutra went ahead and he had a meal. He made a fixed meal out of it. And therefore, and since he fixed his meal on it, even though it was mazonos, he went ahead, since he had a fixed meal out of it, then he made hamotzi on it and made shalash brachos, he benched brachos hamazon. Yeah. Is that like a thing that you can't uh, like, do? Like, if, like, if it's a zonos, but it's like you're making a, 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 a real milk, a cool meal, you can, you can buy a couple of zonos. Yeah, yeah, there's something called Passover Kisnin. There's yeah. the three way machlokas you're sharing on how to define Passover Kisnin. But on what, based off which way you take, if you have a fixed meal out of that Passover Kisnin, you have to make a mozi. It's all in the zonos. Yeah, so for example, if you're going to have like. Uh, pizza. Ten, no, not pizza. Pizza, pizza is bread. But if you're going to have, let's say, ten pancakes, so ten pancakes, you have to make hamotzi and bench on it. Danny Chasen, Danny Chasen is an, an enigma. I don't know. How he, uh, <laughs> Wait, um, I'm going to be on the internet with that one. Yeah. It was, when was, was it an amount? Or you just it's an amount. amount. It's an amount. I'm a Marbar of Ashi. So Marbar of Ashi said, V'odem yutzi b'nei now, this is, a, this is a Kiddush, right? Now, he's saying here that a person can fill his obligation on Pesach. That means it's called really bread. Who doesn't mean this is Marzutra, right? Well, that, they said Marzutra. Not Marzutra, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That Marbar is calling this bread. You can fulfill your obligation on Pesach. It's bread. It's not just a, a large amount of Mizonos that therefore you have to... It constitutes a meal, and therefore you make hamotzi and you bench. But it's actually bread. My time, what's the reason? The same way matzah is called a poor man's bread, so too this kuba da'ara is a poor man's bread. And therefore, you can go ahead, you make hamotzi, even if you're not kaveh suda, and you make shalash brachos. Now, a new discussion. Once we said this halacha, mar ashi, we can introduce another halacha, a different halacha, mar ashi said regarding brachos. This the honey of dates, date honey, I think it's called Silwan, Silan, Silan, Silwan's across the street, yeah, Silan, yeah, Silan, you have date honey. So what's the din? The brach on date honey, even though it's coming from a date, is a shahakol. My timer, what's the reason? The Gemara said it constitutes, it's considered zeya, it's like the sweat of the fruit, it's not the fruit itself. There's two way machlik, it's a shame to understand this. Um, it seems that the rush understands that Zeba Alma means that its juice is contained within the fruit, and therefore when juice comes out, 
It's just you're taking something which is deposited into the fruit itself. It's not part of the actual makeup of the fruit, the juice that comes out of it. That's one stance. The Rambam seems to apply that it's such a big shinui, such a big difference from the fruit to getting to the honey, that even though if it's part of the date, since it's such a big difference happened, it constitutes, it gets its own bracha. That's what it means. Yeah? Is this exclusive to fruit? Correct. Maybe vegetables also. Milk from a cow has a whole new discussion. So now says the Gemara, Kiman, who's this like? Who's this going like? That it's a Zeyaba Alma, and therefore you'd make a Shahako. Kaitan, it's like the author of this Mishnah, the Tanana was taught in the Mishnah, Dvash Tmarim, the honey of dates, the Yain Tapuchim, and the vinegar that comes from apples, the Chomit Siphonios, and the vinegar that comes from grapes, which are not going to be fully developed, they're called Sophia Novim. Vesharme Peris and any other type of juice, shall truma that comes that's from Peris of truma. So Rebbe Yezer mechayev keren v'chaymish. According to Rebbe Yezer, if you consume any of those those fruit juices and you're not a kohen, so therefore you have to pay keren the value of the juice that you drank plus chomish, which is a fine a biblical fine for consuming truma shalokedin. So that means that according to Rebbe Yezer. So the juice of fruit is, is, is tantamount to eating the fruit itself. And that's why you have to pay chomesh. But Rabbi Yehoshua poter, but according to Rabbi Yehoshua, you're poter. You don't have to pay that fine. And the reason is that since it's only the juice, therefore that's not tantamount to eating the fruit itself. And therefore you don't have to pay the chomesh. You just have to pay the carrying. You just have to pay the value of the juice that you consumed. Therefore this din of making a shahako on the honey of dates... It goes in line with Rabbi Yeshua that views that the date honey is not part of the date itself and therefore demands its own bracha the same way it's not tantamount to eating truma. Those two things work in tandem. So now that we've talked about date honey, things that come from fruits, the Gemara discusses a new topic. What happens if I take a fruit and I chop it up? Yeah. So according to Rabbi Elazar, you would have to make a bracha on date honey. And make a bracha eight. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Rabbi Yeshua, no, you wouldn't have to make a bracha. Correct. So that din of Shahakul, Marbaravashi, was going like Rabbi Yeshua. That's the Allah, Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua. So Amrle Helmi Rabban and the Rava. One, you know, guy, a Shalabek guy, came up to Rava and he said, Shrima, this din called this food called Shrima. Mahu, what bracha do I make on it? What bracha do I make on Shrima? So says the Gemara, Lohaba died to the Rava, Maika Amrle. The Rav didn't know what he was talking about. Who heard of Trima? What's Trima? You know what Trima is? So Rav also didn't know what Trima is. So Yasser Ravina came to Rava. So Ravina sat in front of Rava and Amrle, and he said to this Shanabekai, the sumsemi kamaras, are you talking about sesame seeds, that you crushed up the sesame seeds in order to get the oil? Or the kortami kamaras, or are you referring to kortami? Kortami is talking about coriander, that they used to crush coriander and put it into wine to give it flavor. Or the portsani ka'amras. Or are you talking about portsani? Portsani is crushing up grapes in order so that you could take out the seeds and then they would take the seeds and they would put them in water in order to make some kind of like wine concentrate. So grape right? seeds. Grape, grape seeds. seeds. So now, the portsani are the grapes that were crushed. They crushed the grape seeds and the grapes in order to get to the seeds. But the, the portsani are the crushed grapes. So now, Adahachi Vahachi, in the interim, while all this is going on, and Ravina is asking all these questions, Aske Rava the Daite. Rava remembered what Shrima was. Oh, I know what Shrima is, says Rava. So Amalei, so Rava said to this student, 
Cheshilta. You're talking about Cheshilta. Vadikamla. Certainly you're talking about Cheshilta. What's Cheshilta? So Cheshilta is a crushed up fruit. Right? He understood. Rashi explains that based off the questions of Ravina, Rav understood what the question was. And he says, you're talking about fruit just crushed up. So, and Rav remembered that which Ravasi said, when it comes to a date of truma, truma, you're allowed to make truma from dates, you're allowed to crush them up, but you can't make beer from them. Now, What's truma? truma is a crushed up date, it's right, crushed up. The hilkasa, and the halacha is, tamri vamdina truma, if you take dates and you make it into a, the streamer, you crush them up. You make a bracha on them. You make a on it like you would on regular dates. My timer, what's the reason? They still retain the status like from the onset. That means to say that truma, it's also to, to damage truma. You can't destroy fruits of truma. If truma if fruits of truma, they have to remain that status. So if you just crush them up, that's allowed. You're allowed to do that. And since you're allowed to do that, that means that they retain their status as being a fruit. And therefore, the bracha remains a bread But to make it sheikhar is something totally different. You made it into a beer. You made date beer. We don't see dates in here. We see a, a beverage. Therefore, you're not allowed to do that with truma. And once you did that, it lost its status of being fruit. Therefore, you make a shahakal. Now, there is an important Rashi over here. Rashi says, Trima was not totally crushed. The implication is that Truma Sadeshin makes a, a diak from here that if it was totally crushed, so then the bracha would lose its status of being a fruit. It would lose its status, therefore, of making a bread for eight and you make a shahakal. So if you take a strawberry, let's say, and you don't crush it, you put it into a blender and smooth it out. It makes a smoothie. So there it says a Truma Sadeshin, you make a shahakal. So lahalacha, this is a suffix. The Rambam doesn't go like this. The Rambam says you still make, it retains its bracha, but for Ashkenazim, it becomes a suffix in din. And therefore, if you have a process, a blended fruit, you make a shahakal. Now, since it's only misafik, so then the din would be that if you, let's say, you had a, a date that was totally blended into a shake, and then you made a bread prayer eats on an apple, then you wouldn't make a bracha on the shake. You wouldn't make a shahakal, because the whole reason you're making a shahakal is safik brachos, the safik brachos, and shahakal exempts it no matter what. So if you already made the bread prayer eats, the safik brachos would tell you not to. But if you're making it from the onset on the blended fruit, Ashkenazi will make a shahakal on it because of this Kamara, because of the Rashi on this Kamara. Yeah. Is there a difference between Kashoma and Shrima? Nope. There's different terminology for the same thing. Yeah. Shrima? Shrima. Before that. Tamari. That's not talking about. Tamari or dates? Number six. Tamari is the dates. The halacha is tamri. If you take dates, vavdinu trima, and you make trima out of them, yeah. And what does In its status, it keeps its status, it retains its status. And this is and this is true about um, crushed. This is correct. Only, so, like, let's say you make date honey. Date honey, honey shahakal. But if you don't, cru- what if you don't crush? What, so, so this doesn't apply back to what you were saying with like Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Mm. So date honey was something different, right? Okay. Right, correct, correct. We go like Rabbi Yeshua there. Okay, okay. Yeah, good. Geschmack. So now this gemara I learned back when I was in high school, and I still remember this next gemara Shasisa. I remember it. Why? No, I'll tell you why. Mamashnat. It was an after-school thing with, with 
the rabbi and whatever, the kolel had a thing for high school boys because he, had, he said something here, the Gemara is Daflamet Ches. Daflamet Ches is Lach, right? What's Lach in Hebrew? Wet. Lach is wet. So let's see the Gemara. Shasisa. So if you have something called Shasisa, Shasisa is that they would take kernels of wheat, they would, they would toast them in an oven, they would grind them up, and they would mix it with flour. So Rav Amr Shahakol Niyabidvaro, this shasisa, this thing that they would make with the wheat, toasted wheat kernels that they turn into a flour and mix it with water, he would make a shahakol on it. With Shmuel Amr Bremi Nemezonis. And Shmuel said they would make a Bremi Nemezonis. Amr of Chista, Rav Chista said, Velo Pligi, there's actually no dispute between Rav and Shmuel. Why? Haba Ava, Shmuel who says you make a Bremi Nemezonis, is talking when you made it very thick and you had to eat it. So, Habiraka, but Shmuel, Rav who said you make a shahakol, is talking about it was thin and then you drink it. So that's why I always remember that Shasisa is thin, a thin mizonos, a thin mizonos, which is a lach, it's wet, so then you make a shahakal. I don't know why, it's stuck in my head. It's stuck in my head. Yeah, exactly, perfect. Rach, Rach is thin. I was excited, yeah, I was looking forward to this for 37 daf. Yeah, because of Rach, Rach was wet, and wet is lach. So Daflamet Ches is Lach, Shasisa. Guys, I want to throw something out here. Shasisa is language of like Shosa. It's like drinking. I'm throwing it out there. Fine. If you're looking for what? Don't, you're getting too nervous. You're getting nervous about this. Don't get nervous. Yeah? I think, what's this called? A cognitive? What's it called? A phonetic cognitive? Cognate? A phonetic cognate. It's a phonetic cognate. What? The Shasisa? Aye, aye, Good, 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 good. So it says the Gemara, Avo la avdila. When you make it thick, it was for achila, and that's why you make a mazonos. But raka le avdila. But raka, since you made it for the intent of a refua, for healing purposes, therefore you only make a shahakal. Now, must have reviewsive, challenge. This is, we saw this before that if you have something for refua, if you get enough from it, you still make a bracha. But the bracha changes; it becomes a shahakal. Wait, wet or thin? It was also wet because it was thin. Mostly reviewsive. It was a porridge, a very thin porridge is wet. The mixture, right? Liquidy, yeah. No, that is not like a skinny cracker, right? Yeah, excellent. Mostly reviewsive. Reviewsive challenged the shavin, and they both agree. You can stir up the shasisa. You can stir up this mixture on Shabbos. The shosim zisma mitzri. And you can drink this concept called Zisama Mitzri. Zisama Mitzri is uh, some kind of natural laxative. But if you thought they were able to do this for the intent of Rafua, how could they do this on Shabbos? We know that it's also, there's a Gzeira Drabanan, Mamanim, that you're not able to make Rafua on Shabbos. So how could they take this on Shabbos? Amalei responded, you don't agree to this that we taught earlier. It's none. It was taught in the Mishnah, Kola Uchlin, all the different foods, Uchel Adam Shabbos. Any other foods a person can eat for medical purposes on Shabbos, the Kola Mashkin Sosa, and he can drink any kind of liquids. So therefore, we see that as long as it's a food, it's not something which is purely a medicine you're able to take on Shabbos. So, what's the big deal? So, what are you going to be upset about? The Gavra Lachila Kamechavin. So you're gonna to have to say that in order to do that, the person has to, the person has to have intent to eat the food and not just have intent for the refuah. So too, when we're talking to this person who had shasisa 
and he's doing it for medicinal purposes, so to me, it intent for achila. And that's why you can make a bracha on it. That's one, that's one status. One second, one second. I'm going to get to this. This is all the responses. Abayi responding to Rav Yosef's question about how are you making an abracha on something if you had intent for a fuah. We're going to ask the Gemara quoting the Mishnah, so we're done with the Mishnah. The, yeah. The, we've got, the Mishnah ended. Shosa. Call the Mashkin Shosa, period. That's the end of the Mishnah. Okay. is expounding. So why didn't he make a bracha? Because he intended for the achila of that food, of that medicine. So to here, he intended for the food in Shmuel's statement. In Rav's statement, I'm sorry. In Mishahakal, he intended for eating that shasisa. And therefore, that's why he made a bracha. Lishnachrina, a second language in explaining Abaye's derivation from the Mishnah. What are you going to say? That he only he intended to eat it and the medicinal benefit happened automatically, but that wasn't his main intent. So when it comes to the shasisa, when he made a shahakal on it, he intended for the, uh, the eating of it and the healing became automatically. Now here is just two versions of a bias statement. There's actually no halachic difference between these two versions. It's just a question of what Abai actually said. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's disproving the fact that it's only for a fuah. So he's disproving, he's saying that you're able to make a bracha on this food even if you had medicinal purposes on it for it. You think? Because it was, because it was made, there's a question that we shouldn't know what this means. It was intended for a chila. Does it mean that he had to actually have intent that he's eating it and not having intent for medicinal purposes? Mm-hmm. Does he have to have intent that the, it's a type of food which also is edible? And that's why he's taking it, but really he was only thinking Rufua. There's a big discussion in the in the Mishinim, there's a Rush, there's a Bin Yena. But that's for that's for first Seder, it's not for second Seder. Yeah. Can you repeat the second second reason? Is that like or both reasons? Actually, you're really both reasons. The first second reason for why like, like, what are you gonna say? The reason why he makes a bracha in the Mishnah of Kola Uchlin is Gabrielachila because there the man had intent for eating it. Sahanami regarding the Rab's din of Shasisa. So he's intending also to eat it, and that's why he can make a bracha. Lishna Achrina is, what are you going to say? That in the din of the Mishnah, of Kola Uchlin, he intended to eat the food, and he got the medicinal benefit automatically. So so too, when it came to the Shasisa, he intended to eat it, and he got the benefit, right? Yeah. If he's having a bracha for... So we have to say that it's a, some kind, since it's a liquid, either because it's a liquid form, that's how you make a shahakal. That's what I assume. Or because he's having, it, he's intending it for a medicine, even if there's mazonas in it, that also makes a shahakal. It's one of those two things. The Rambam goes, medicine, it's a liquid. Yeah. Correct. 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 It could be it's a qualification of the koshiyeshbo. Correct. Now, says the Gemara, V'tzvicha, the Rav, there's a question here, the Rav, Ushmuel, then it's not such a big deal, Rav says, we make a bracha on Araka, Shahakal, Shmuel agrees at the end of the day, right? As according to Rav Chista, just... Why is he agreeing at the end of the day? Because there's no pligi, one's Raka, one's Ava. Yeah. But the Gemara says, V'tzvicha, the Rav, even though we have this mission of Kola Ochlin, nonetheless, we need to have this teaching of Rav. Why? Dimihai, because if I only thought... 
had the teaching of kol ha'ichlin, hava amina, I would have thought, that's only when you have intent to eat it as a food, and then you get medicinal benefits as tangentially, that's when you make a bracha. But here by Shasisa, by Shasisa is the onset, from the onset he wanted to get, he wanted it for the medicinal purposes. Then, I would think maybe you don't make a bracha whatsoever. Therefore, Kamash Malan, the statement of Rav, that came into Eisle Hanomine, since he's getting benefit from it, by Bruchay. Nonetheless, he has to make a bracha on it. What's, what's, why is Sarek and what's Tavim? I don't understand your question. We need, we need the Kiddush of Rav. Why do we need the Kiddush of Rav? So that you make a bracha on Shasisa? Because the, we, if we only had the Mishnah of Kola Uchlin, that a person can eat that for a fool on Shabbos, I might have thought that is only when you had intent for the food and the medicinal benefit came tangentially. And that's when you make a bracha. So the Rav came along and said that even when I only ingested this for the medicinal benefit, nonetheless, you make a bracha. That's the Kiddush of Rav that we wouldn't have known from the Mishnah. Just locationally on the daf, where is Rav speaking? The very beginning of the sugya. Shasisa. Rav HaMashahakol Niyabitvaro. Yeah. Shalapas Wa'imer Hamlitzi. This is an interesting Gemara, this next Gemara. We saw in the Mishnah of Amid Hay that on bread you make Hamotzi Lechemin Ha'aretz. Tanur Abanan, it was taught in Abraisa, Mahu Oimer, what's the bracha you make on bread? Hamotzi Lechemin Ha'aretz. So according to Tanakhama, you make Hamotzi. Rev Nechemia Omer, but Rev Nechemia says, Motzi Lechemin Ha'aretz. You only say Motzi Lechemin Ha'aretz, you don't say Hamotzi. Now, Amir Rava, Rava said as follows, Bamotzi Kule Alma Pligi Da'afik Mashma. When it comes to the word motzi, everyone agrees that it implies that it already came out. The afik, it's in the past. That it already came out, that he took bread out already in the past. Why? Because it says in Parshas Balak, when Bilam's talking about Claudius are leaving Egypt, that God took them out. So we see the language of motzi is referring in the past tense. But the whole dispute is behamotzi. Regarding the Hamotzi, Rabban and Savri, the sages think, Hamotzi the Apik Mashma. Hamotzi also implies the past. Dixiv, like it says, Hamotzi lechamayim itzlochalam hishmusa, talk to people in Klai Yisrael, while they were still in the Midbar, that Hashem took water out of a stone. Right? The Be'er Miriam, he took water out of the stone. And that happened in the past. Rev Nechemia Sava, Rev Nechemia, who says you have to make Hamotzi, he understands that Pasuk. That it implies the future. Because it says a different pasuk. Then the future is going to take you out from those same burdens that you have by Mitzrayim. And therefore that's the future. <coughs> so ask the Gemara then. So according to the Rabbanon, how do they understand that pasuk? This is what Hashem was saying to Kala Yisrael. When I take you out of your bondage, I will do something for you. I'm going to do something for you that shows you, that informs to you that I am the one that takes you out of Mitzrayim, that took you out of Egypt. Like it says in the Pasuk, and you'll know that I'm Hashem your God, right? that will take you out. So now it's meaning to say, that 
I will show you that I'm the God who took you out of Mitzrayim. So even though it's talking in the future, the future is going to reflecting on what you will think in the past. And therefore, Hamotzi, according to the Rabbanan, also implies the past. And Avada, we have to say, in order to talk about the brach on the bread that's in front of us, it has to be something that was taken out in the past. So we won't be speaking in the past. We have to be. The and bread's in front of us already. How does, how does Hamotzi imply that... Sorry, how does Hamotzi so what's Mitzrayim, how does that imply that it's future tense? It's in the past. He took it out already. They've, had, they've been in the, the Midbar for 40 I years. I said that's hum, The Uppik, the Uppik. No, the second, the second. Ah. Second. Why does that imply future? Okay, he brings a separate Pasuk. He brings a separate Pasuk. You can ask what he does with that Pasuk. Fine, it's a different story. We shouldn't talk about that. Now, the Gemara is going to bring an incident that talks about this machlokas. Mishtabchen lei Rabban and the Rabzeira. The Rabbanan were praising in front of Rabzeira as Bar Rav Zvid, the son of Rav Zid, Achud Rav Shimon Bar Rav Zvid, the brother of Shimon, the son of Rav Zvid. So Rav Shimon's brother, Rav Zvid's son, they were praising him in front of Rabzeira. What were they praising about? The Adam Gadolhu, that he was a big Talmud Chacham, who baki bebrachas. And he knew, so he knew Hilchas Brachas in and out. So Amalehem, so Rav Zira said to them, the when this boy comes to visit, have you Liodi? Bring him in, bring him in front of me. Bring him in front of me, Rav Zira. So Zimnachada, so one time, Ikla Ligabei, this this son of Rav Zvid, the brother of Shimon Bar Zvid, came to them and he brought they brought him to Rav Zira. So Afikulei Rifta, he brought out a piece of bread, he brought out a loaf of bread in front of him. Pasuch, he opened his mouth, Va'amar Mitzi. I made a bracha moitzi. He didn't say hamoitzi. So, Reb Zivid said, You're saying this guy is so big, he's such a big Tamil Chacham, he's a baki in brachos. I understand if he's a hamoitzi. Then Ashmoin and Taima, he's teaching me an understanding of the Pasuk, that Hashem's reflecting in the future about something that we'll refer to in the past. And we'll also derive that the halachas like the Rabbonin, that you make hamotzi. But if you're saying motzi, what are you teaching me? It's obvious that works. It's talking in the past. So now, the Bzirah is said, But why did Bar Zvid, right? Why did Bar Zvid talk like this? He did it so he wouldn't be entering a machlekes. He knew it was murky waters. He knew there was a Rabbonin. He knew there was a Rabbonin Nechemia. So how was he taking sides? The hilchas and the halacha is amotzi lechem in aretz. The halachas that we say hamotzi, the kaimelan kerabanan, the amri, the apik mashma, because we hold like the rabbanan, the stance of the rabbanan that hold that implies even in the past tense. So why did the why did the boy say hamotzi? So he wouldn't enter a machlokas of not the rabbanan and nechemia. But that he does. No, even the even the because even the rabbanan agree that motzi implies the past. Everyone agrees that motzi works. So the question is, does even even hamotzi work? The Rabbanon says even Hamotzi works. He's teaching me, it's teaching me the explanation of a Pasuk. Of Hamotzi es chemitach l'sivlis mitzrayim, it's teaching me a new, an explanation of the Pasuk. That, that's, that would, I would understand if he said Hamotzi that he's a Bucky and he's so smart because he's teaching me understanding of a Pasuk and he's teaching me a Chedesh Brachos. Now, we had a din, the Mishnah says, on Irakus you make a beret peri ha'adama. Yeah? Straightforward. So Ketani was taught in the Mishnah, Irakus to me the pass. 
They taught in the Mishnah, the same way we taught a pass bread in the Mishnah, there you make hamitzi. So it says, it taught Yerokos, vegetables, which are comparable to pass. So it's comparable to bread. How are they comparable? Ma pass, the same way bread, or it changed, it went through a change through being exposed to fire. So nami, so too the Yerokos, the vegetables it's talking about, that you make a bread piyadama on, it's talking about when they were cooked in a fire. So it sounds like at this point in the Gemara, only vegetables which are cooked you make a bread piyadama on. So Amr of Noi, Mishmeda Abaye, so Rav Noi said in the name of Abaye, Zosameris says teaches us that Shlakus, that when it comes to cooked vegetables, Mavarchan Alehin Bre Priyadama. You make a bracha Bre Priyadama on cooked vegetables. So Darush Rav Chizda Mishum Rabbeinu, right? So Rav Chizda expounded in the name of Rabbeinu, Umanu, and who was Rabbeinu? Rav. So Rav Chizda Darshan in the name of Rav, Shlakus Mavarchan Alehin Bre Priyadama. On shlokos you make, on cooked vegetables you make, a bre priyadama. Rabbeinu hayurdim im Eretz Yisrael, but our sages that came from Eretz Yisrael, Umanu, and who were those sages? It was Ula, Mishmeder of Yochanan, Ula in the name of Yochanan. Amar shlokos mevarchen alei and shalkol niyabidvaro. You make a shahakol on shlokos, on cooked vegetables. Va'ani omer, but I say, Rav Chista says, yeah, that kol shetchilasai bre priyadama, if the, from the onset, beforehand, when it was raw, you make a bre priyadama, then shalkal, if you cook it, then shahakal niyabidvaro. Then you make a shahakal. The koshet chilasar shahakal, but if from the onset it's a shahakal, then shalkal, if you cook it, then bre priyadama. Then you make a bre priyadama. Now this Gemara is going to give examples now. So it's not so wild. If you have a cucumber, what bracha do you make on a cucumber? You eat it raw, right? Now bake a cucumber. Shahakol. So the, 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 so the, no, the other way around also. What bracha, eat a raw potato. What bracha is a raw potato? Shahakol. Now you bake the potato, what bracha do you make? Adama. So we're teaching us, we're teaching us here a chiddish that the derech of how you eat it is also going to dictate the, the type of bracha, right? So if you eat it normally cooked, you make it that, the, you have to have the cooked state in order to make the brepi adama. And if you eat it normally raw, then you have to have the raw state in order to make the bracha. And if you take it out of that raw state, it'll lose the bracha, it'll become a shahakal. Yeah? This is only in the case of or. So, for example, a pickled cucumber. This whole, that's a whole different discussion. That's a good question. You still make, you make a bread on pickles. Fine. So, says the Gemara as follows. Bishlama, I understand. That if you have a big onset, you make a shahakal, but shalakal, you cook it now. Now you make a brepi adama on it. Mishkachis I can find cases like that. Bekarba with cabbage, vesilka with beets, vikra with a gourd. How do you guys call a gourd in English? A gourd is English. A squash, a squash, a pumpkin. I think it's a gourd. It's English also. But But anything which starts off as a brepi adama, shalko. Now that you cook it, shahakol. You make a shahakol on it. Hechi mishkachis What's that case? So Amr of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, "Mishkachas la betumi v'karsi." We find it with tumi is garlic and karsi is 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 what a leek. a leek. Good, it's a leek. So now it's interesting because you can really eat cooked garlic also. So the Farshim say that it's teaching you a chiddush that even though you can eat cooked garlic, nonetheless it loses some of its flavor that it had when it was raw. 
And since it was more flavorful raw, even if it loses some of its flavor, even if it's still edible, it would still lose its bracha. Uh-huh. A chiddush. Well, when you cook a leek, it's a shako. When you cook a leek, I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not so keen on what a leek is, that's the truth. It's like celery. Maybe, no, I don't know, I don't know. It's like a scallion, a large scallion. It's a large scallion, so when you eat it raw, you apparently it's better than when you cook it. You can't eat it to eat raw. Well, so then it's not a leek, it's creation, I don't know what it is. No, it's a type of food, and I, I don't know, I don't know. My, this, is, this is the end of my culinary expertise. Yeah? So Darish of Nachman. Rav Nachman expounded, Mishum Rabbeinu, in the name of Rabbeinu, who is Rabbeinu? Umanhu, who is that? Shmuel. That Shlokas Mavarchan Alein Beripi Adama, cooked vegetables, you make a Beripi Adama. Vachaverinu Yodim Eretisel, that our friends that went down from Eretisel, Umanhu, and who were they? Ula. That was Ula, Mishmeid Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Amr Shlokas Mavarchan Alein Shahakal, Nebidvaro. Now, Vaani Omer, and I say, Bemachlik Eshnuya. This is really a machlokas. So this is a second take on the same dispute between between um, Rav and Ula Mishmei Mervichanon. It was taught. It was taught. Taught in the machlokas. Titania. It was taught in the Mishnah. In a brayis, I'm sorry. Yutzin beroki kashrui umavushul shinui moach divi Rebbe Meir. So here we're talking about when you take matzah shel mitzvah and you put it in water, or you cook it in water, if it wasn't nimuach, it didn't disintegrate, so then you could still fulfill your obligation of matzah through that type of, through that type of matzah, even though it was put in water. And therefore you see that shnokos, if it was cooked, it doesn't change the status, it doesn't change its bracha. Well, see, one second, one second, one second. Rav Yossi says, you can fulfill your obligation if it was put in water, but if you cooked it, then it lost its bracha. Even though it didn't disintegrate. And therefore you see that according to Rav Yossi, if you take something that was a very priyadama and then you cooked it, it would lose its status. And therefore shlakos would be shahakal. So he wants to claim that the machlokis of whether or not you make a brei priyadama or shahakal on shlakos is dependent on this, this discussion and hamoitzi and matzah, whether you can fill your obligation with matzah when it was cooked in water, or can you not? Yeah? It says the Gemara of Elohi. But it's not really true. Even though that was a way to make it dependent on this other halacha, it's not true. Why? The Kulei Alma, because everyone agrees, that when it comes to cooked vegetables, you can make Adama on them. And the whole reason that Rabbi Yossi over there, regarding matzah, said that you're not Yitzay, when a matzah, when you cook the matzah in water, it's because you need the flavor of matzah. And once you cook the matzah in water, you lost the flavor of the matzah. It's something different. Regarding here, regarding vegetables, I feel that even Rabbi is going to agree that cooked vegetables still retain their taste, and therefore the bracha would still be Rei Priyadama. Yeah. So Amr of Chiyabar Ava, so Rav Chiyabar Ava said, Amr of Yochanan, the name of Yochanan, Rav Shlokis Mevarachan Aleim Berei Priyadama. So we have Rav Chiyabar Ava saying in the name of Rav Yochanan that you make a Berei Priyadama on Shlokos. Rav Binyamin Bar Yefes, Amr of Yochanan, but Rav Binyamin Bar Yefes said in the name of Rav Yochanan, Shlokis Mevarachan Aleim Shachol Nebidvaro. So we are now, we have a Machlikis, Amaroyim, what was Rav Yochanan's stance regarding the din of Shlokos? So now it gets, it gets, Cooked vegetables. So now, this gets, it gets heated in here a little bit. So, Amr of Nachman Yitzchuk. Yeah. 
says as follows. Kova Ula the Shibeshta. Right? You should make Ula a Shibeshta. Kirv Banyaman Bar Yefes. Due to Banyaman Bar Yefes. Shibushta is like a, a, an incorrect statement. An incorrect statement. So Toibo Rav Zero. So Rav Zero thought about this. Why are we even comparing the statement of Rabbi Yaman Bar Yafis to the statement of Rabbi Yaman Ava? They're not in the same league. What? Again, what? Then you make a Rabbi Yaman why, why is Rabbi Yaman Bar Yafis not in the same league as Rabbi Yaman Ava? Because First of all, Rav was very precise when he made his learn when he learned by Rav Yechon. He was very precise with everything that he said. Rav Yehonon Bar Yefes and Rav Yehonon wasn't so precise. He went to Shia, he listened, he did Chazara, but he wasn't he wasn't ligging in it. He wasn't he wasn't mamish in the sugya. Number one. Ve'od, furthermore, Rav Chiyabar Abba kotosin yomin mahadat talmuda kamid Rav Yechonon Rabbi. Rebbe would chazer everything he learned in front of his Rebbe every 30 days. So that means Rebbe went to Rebbe Yochanan. After everything he learned within the past 30 days, he would say it over in front of Rebbe Yochanan to get the stamp of approval. didn't do that. The ode, and putting aside these two reasons, these two reasons are enough to go like Rebbe Abba, but there's even a third reason. Even if we can ignore this, or the other reason. Now I'm going to prove it to you. There's something called Tamusa. Tamusa is a certain bead. A bean. A bean. And the The way you cook this bean is that you boil it in water in seven different pots of water to make it very soft. And they would eat it as a dessert for their meals. They asked Rav what bracha do you make on this Tamusa? The Amru Lahu and Rav Yochan responded to them, Mevarchan Alavei Berei Priyadama. They make a Berei Priyadama in Tamusin. What a Tamusin? It's a bean that you cooked in water. That's called Shlakos. So we have a testimony from Rav Yochanan himself that you make a Berei Priyadama in Shlakos. That's number three. Without, forget the first reason that he wasn't precise in learning like Rav Chibar Abba. And forget the second reason. That he didn't chazer his learning every 30 days like Ba'ava. But I brought you an incident. We have testimony in an incident that Rabbi Yochanan himself says you make a Dhamma on Tarmusin. The Od, and fourth, number four. I'm Rabbi Ba'ava. said, Ani I saw Rabbi Yochanan, Sha'achozayas Meliach, he ate a salty olive. The Baruch Now the salty olive apparently was cooked, right? Now, he made a bracha before and afterwards. So if you're going to tell me that shlokas kaimi, that they really shlokas retain their status, then betchila and from the onset mevarach alav he made a berei priyates on the olive, ubesof mevarach alav bracha achas shalish, and afterwards he made an ala eitz va priyates. But kaimi. But if you're going to tell me that shlokas don't retain their status and therefore the olive is not an olive anymore because it was cooked. I understand he made a bracha rishona. From the onset, he made a shahakol. But at the end of the day, what did he make a bracha? And let's not forget, this is before maybe the institution of Brena Fashas. He said this with love klum. Brena Fashas from the onset was only on eggs and meat. 
So says the Gemara, no. Dilma b'reina fashas, rabbis ha'chasrinan al-kamash ha'baro. Maybe in a b'reina fashas, and that was the bracha ha'chreina. So now that we brought this up, we're now going to attack this in a little bit. So, Masiv Rav Yitzchok Bar Shmuel. Rav Yitzchok Bar Shmuel challenges as follows. Yerokesh ha'odem yeti b'in chavasa b'pesach. The vegetables that a person can fulfill his obligation with on Pesach for maror, writing in that parenthetically, right? Those are only vegetables for maror. You can fulfill your obligation both with the vegetable and with the root of the vegetable. Of a low kvushin, but you can't pickle them. Velo shlukin, and you can't cook them. Velo muvushalin, and you can't. I'm sorry, you can't roast them, and you can't cook them in water. But if you think, if you're going to tell me when they're cooked, that they retain their status, then shlukin am I low? So how come I can't use them for maror then? The same, if they, they retain their status for bracha, they should be able to be used for maror. And so they want to know, that's an exception. Shiny hasam over there is different. Because you need the spiciness of the maror. And once you've cooked it, then it lost its spice. But it doesn't mean that it lost its bracha. So So now... In this incident, Rav Yochanan ate the olive and he made a bracha before and afterwards. How could he make a bracha on the Zayas Meliach? Here he's asking on the bracha achreina. Obviously, no, the bracha rishon is fine. But how do you make a bracha achreina? Since they took out the seed from the olive, it's not a kazayas anymore. So it's the Gemara. He ate an olive. But even though you didn't eat an olive, it's less than a kazayas. You get the, the, the irony here, right? Because you took out the you took out the pit. And now that you took out the pit, it's smaller than a kazayas. <laughs> Wild, right? I thought the pit doesn't work towards the mouth. That's that's, what, that's the Gemara's asking. Right, correct. So Misvaras Kazayas Who told you you need a big olive that you have to eat a big olive in order to be a hive and a bracha? Kazayas bainunibainan. It was a... It was a small, you just need a, mid, a medium-sized olive to make a bracha achreina. The halu da'aisi, the kamid of Yechonon, the olive they brought in front of Yechonon, Zayas Godol Hava, was a big olive. The afogav, the shaklu, the garine, say, even though they took its pit, posh they shiurei. It still remained its proper size. Ditanan, because it was taught in the Mishnah. Zayas Omru, the olive that they said you need to make a bracha achreina. Low cotton, it's not a small olive. Willow godel, it's not a big olive. El And rather, it was a benanani. It had to be an average olive. Vizelhu, and the olive they brought, a guri. It was called an aguri olive. The ami rebibo, low aguri shmo, a little of ruti shmo. It's not called an aguri, it's an avruti. The ami samuri shmo. And some say it was a samrusi. Right? Now, what with all these names? Vilama nikrishmo aguri. Why do they call it an aguri, this type of olive? Because its oil was tied up inside of it. It was very fat. It was a thick olive. So Yechonon, who made a bracha achreina, after eating one olive, is because he ate a very big olive. So even if you take out the pit, the flesh of the olive was still big enough to be the size of a kazayas.